Prologue. Eskida. One year ago. The heavy pats of rain hitting canvas tents fills the air. Riggers, performers, and rustabouts trudge through ankle-high mud as they traverse through the circus grounds. Thunder cracks overhead, lightning shining brief flashes of light over the night sky. We see thirty-odd dilapidated tents huddled around a twin-peaked big-top tent dyed with stripes of red and purple, decorated with flags that blow haphazardly in the wind. Over the entranceway of the tent is an inordinate sign banging against supports, the words Mistress Dustlight's Magical Menagerie painted across it. We pan over the two peaks towards the back of the showgrounds, navigating between labourers carrying goods, performers trying to find somewhere dry, and bruisers pushing aside anyone in their path. We pass by the kitchens, where I ladle nurses a pot of gruel independently. Thump! The sound of wood being splintered by a metal knife thrown through the air. Yuri lies sprawled behind a large stump, cowering away from the sound of yet another impact. His body is semi-submerged in the mire of filth and mud. He can feel it seeping into what little clothing he has been afforded. As he peeks out around the side of the inadequately sized bowl to get a view of his tormentor, a flash of lightning highlights a figure with an umbrella held in one hand and the glint of steel in the other. Fiery hair stems out of an ornate purple top hat, a sinister purple belt fashioned with dull iron spikes reflecting the lightning forks in the sky, constrains a stained white blouse buttoned with malevolent red skulls. Sharp pain sears through his shoulder as a blade pierces his skin, digging deep into the already scarred flesh, and he bites back a cry of pain and frustration, <clears throat> rolling behind the stump's refuge. Uri clutches at his arm as warm blood trickles down his stark skin to be washed away by the rain, and he starts weighing out his options. Rain might obscure the throw, but maybe I'll hit him from here. Uri thinks to himself. He adjusts his weight to try and get a better angle on the figure, but is pulled back by the shackles around his wrists, restraining him to the stump. Alright then, if I can't get a better angle, maybe I can break the lock with this knife. He lies on his back. Rain pattering down on his face, obscuring his vision, his hands only being guided by the pain. He places his hand on the knife and starts to pull out. <sighs> Violently, he cries out as the blade slowly pulls out, but as, almost as soon as he starts, he has to stop. It's too much. He's too weak. Even when he gets the blade out, what then? He doesn't have the strength to break the lock. His thoughts are stopped by a thump as another knife fragments wood into his face. You can't be treated him like this. He's a living, thinking being, not some kind of work mule. A voice breaks through the rain. Yuri's attention turns towards the voice. He turns to face the figure under the umbrella, who has now turned their attention towards the voice as well. Figure slowly turns back and starts stepping towards Yuri. Yuri ducks down making himself seem as small as possible behind his stump, the weapon still protruding from his shoulder. He feels a large boot being placed on his head, slowly pushing his head below the surface of the mud and silt. He closes his eyes as cold water and mud rise around his face, all sound muted apart from that of his own heart beating matching the heavy rain falling around him. Struggling to breathe, as his mouth starts to fill up, he gasps for air as he feels the blade slowly being drawn out of his flesh. 
He tries to react by grabbing the boot on his head, but he just feels the resistance of chains against his wrists. Suddenly the boot leaves his head, and he sits up, gasping for air, his arms still spiking with pain and the rain belting his wound. As he raises his one good arm to begin wiping the muck from his eyes, he hears the raised voice again. Don't you dare call him that! Followed by a callous voice shouting over the top, Don't you dare talk to me that way! A wail of pain splits the night, and Yuri looks towards the cry. His vision is still obscured by the mud, and notices the absence of his harasser, and the stump now pop-marked with fresh divots from where the knives had been pulled out. Trying to find a deep puddle, Yuri cups his hands and splashes cold water from the rain onto his face. He stops with his hands halfway to his face as he starts to hear waterlogged squelches coming towards him. Quickly, he dives behind his stump, trying to hide his vast build for protection. The footsteps stop just short of him, and he feels a hand touch his shoulder. Yuri flinches under the touch of this hand and tries to shelter himself behind his forearms. My dear boy. Yuri instantly recognises the voice and moves his hand to look up. He sees Miron's face, ginger moustache balancing upon rosy red lips, a trickle of blood falling from the corner of his mouth. Miron reaches up and unclasps his cloak and begins to fold it up, ignoring the rain beginning to wet his shirt. Before he finishes folding it, he looks behind him, puts a hand into his breast pocket. He produces a key, looks down at Yuri's shackles, looks back up and winks. Yuri smiles. The first time, probably, he thinks, for a while. Miron quickly hides the key within the folds of the cloak and hands it to Yuri. I'll have Bunny check you over in an hour or two, but for the meantime, my boy, be patient. It will end soon. Last time on the Savage Bear Podcast. After dispatching the vile worms, we continued through the church grounds. We found some weird shape-shifting demon and some other strange gremlin-looking creatures hiding out of the crypts. But after quickly dispatching them also, they seemed to be the last. We headed back to the father and he identified the, uh, the skin, I suppose, that the worms had been wearing. I can still scarcely believe what I saw. He said that they were the Lindell brothers who lived just outside of town and had disappeared sometime during the last week. We said our goodbyes, and while heading back to the big top, we noticed three circus-looking folks that I didn't recognize. But, by the look of Yuri and Kale, I think they may be bad news. Hello, and welcome back to the Savage Bear Podcast. How's everyone feeling? Fantastic. Good. Everyone feeling good? Happy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feeling very good. How's everyone's weeks been? Anything exciting? Hmm. Nope. <laughs> nah. I saw a possum today. There was a possum in the lift shed today. He was not in a place he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Have they set up a nest in there, or? No, he was just hanging out. Oh, okay. He just came down. Just chilling out. Did he have his lift pass? Oh, and then on the way home, I almost hit a kangaroo and it went just past me and the Ooh. car behind me hit it instead. Oh, no. Jeez. Did you keep going? You probably cut that part out. 
<laughs> no, look, 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 people over, overseas who listen to this, which there are a few of you out there, I've seen that one guy in Nepal. Thank you very much for listening to us. Um, Namaste. Yeah. No, um, oh in... Tim, cut that out, please. That's how you say hello. That's how you say hello. He's All been right, to Nepal. Cut a <laughs> I've been there. Uh, oh, we'll see. Um, where are you from in Nepal? But that doesn't Kathmandu. I mean, I'm not stalking him. It just tells me on the analytics. Anyway, back to the, the thing. Ready? Everyone everyone, break so there can be a cut. Yeah, people overseas may... <laughs> people overseas may not know this, but, um, yeah, no, uh, kangaroos are considered, a, like, almost a pest in Australia, or they are, in fact, considered a pest, aren't, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, in some places. Like, they're Somewhat. not... But you wouldn't, they wouldn't be classed as a pest, but they're definitely overpopulated. But yeah, no, like, they're, they're actually, it's, it's really nice. When I get up early, like, really early in the mornings, like I did this morning, ugh, uh, to head to work, uh, up my street, I have can- I saw kangaroos bouncing around in the morning. And you sometimes see them at night because we back onto a reserve. So it's nice. I remember the... F- well, I, I, I also go to work in a place called Kangaroo Valley. True. For, for those people. True. Do you, you, know, do you so. get a few kangaroos there? The, or is it mainly... The, the, there is a, there's a few. It's ap- aptly named... I've never seen a single fucking kangaroo in Kangaroo Valley. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends where you look, really. Mainly wombats. If you're looking on the road, then you're going to find wombats because they're dumb as all hell and like the sound of cars and the warmth of the road. Yeah. They also destroy cars when you when you hit them. Like, oh, yeah, and then walk away. They may not survive, but they will walk away. A friend's mum had a gets, and she uh, oh. absolutely like writ off because she hit a wombat and the wombat just walked away. It's crazy how tough those creatures are. <laughs> wombat walked <laughs> Didn't even pay the excess, just walked away. Well, it gets is about the same size of a wombat anyway, so... But, I mean, I've hit I've hit a kangaroo and I had the uh, daunting task because uh, it was a female. I had to check the pouch because I would have felt really guilty. Luckily, there was nothing in there. Did you stick your hand, just plunge your hand into it, feel, feel the goo? Yeah. Well, it was like, look, I hit it and I was like, oh, shit. And so I pulled over to the side of the road, went and found it. It was just not moving. I don't know whether it's because it was dead or it was just shocked or whatever, because I know that they can just lie down. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I had to open up the pouch. I had my car light. I'm not a car light, my torch light from my phone, and I had a look. Didn't rummage in there, like, hands deep. Because if it was small enough that I couldn't find it in there, then... Not going to survive at that point anyway. Yeah. There's not much I could do at that point, but if there was a baby in there... Yeah, and I I had people in my work where I worked at that point. Um, they one of them looked after kangaroos that got hit on the road. Like she actually kept medicine in her car, and occasionally when you walk into the office, there would just be a kangaroo bouncing around with a nappy on, <laughs> like a little joey. Oh, yeah, so I've got this great photo of uh, the company I used to work for uh, with the joey sitting next to it, just like chewing with like this nappy on, because the boss was very upset because he kept finding rabbit poo everywhere. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's yeah, it's pretty good, but. Shall we get on to Pathfinder? Yes, indeed. Get on to our campaign. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, last session, you guys defeated the worm creatures that were disguised as Abton townsfolk, who Father Nellen later identified as the Lindell brothers. You investigated the rest of the church grounds. Um, some of you, very expertly, uh, overheard something in one of the crypts. Sounded like squabbling or arguing in two different languages. Javier then knocked on the door and announced himself, and the voices fell silent. Yuri then 
kicked in the door in a tactical move to take on these creatures, and you found another demon that flew out to meet you, as well as two small gremlin-like creatures with blue skin come at you with uh, small knives and daggers. Uh, you swiftly slayed them very, very well, uh, and you headed back to the priest to tell them it was now safe. He agreed to be at the funeral for Muron tomorrow morning at dawn, as well as Bunny kept his plus one crossbow. Yes. Mm. The party then left to head back to the circus, but on their way over to the big top, you spotted a small crowd of townsfolk gathered around three members of what you recognised as Madame Dustlike Celestial Menagerie performers showing off. I'm going to show you some images now, and I'm going to best describe them to the folks at home. So, first of all, now, Javier, you probably won't recognise these people at all, but you may have heard stories, but... Yuri and Kale, you definitely recognize all three of these. First person that you recognize is Victor Volcano, a fire-breathing gentleman with outlandish like horns and shoulder pads sticking out with spikes, red tunic, human, male, and he's breathing out fire in all kinds of different twisting and turling directions, making shapes with the fire. You also see the daring Danica, with her pet lion, or should I say, beast companion, Lendris, a lion. She's got this beautiful uh, white uh, shirt on with buttoned up red, like tassels over the front, long black hair, red shorts, no shoes, and next to her is a lion, like a, a, a proper lion. I think those are like uh, red pantaloon things with boots, tucked into boots. Are they into boots? Oh, are they into boots? Yeah, tucked into, like, uh, just knee-high boots. Then I apologise. I thought there was no shoes there. <laughs> In my view. Um, but last, but very not least, Jellico Bounce Bounce. This fucking guy. <laughs> A clown. Oh, my God. Decorated with skulls. A purple waistband with spikes sticking out. Green and black pinstripe pants with massive clown-like shoes. Makeup similar to a band you might find in Norway. <laughs> massive purple hat and orange hair that sticks down. And on his hip, several knives with a couple in his hand that he is juggling. And you hear them shouting and hollering. This is what you overheard. Prepare yourselves and your souls, people of Abiton, for a cockade of celestial marvels, for sights so spectacular, so marvellous, that you shall speak of them forever with awestruck tears in your eyes. Prepare for the show to surpass any you have seen, either yesterday or days before. Prepare for the dawning of Mistress Dustlight's celestial menagerie. The, the person speaking is, in fact, daring Danica, who's whipping her whip out as her line stands up on two feet, uh, like tap dancing. Can you hear the crowd go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is what you guys observe. What is going through your minds at the moment? You've just put on a circus performance last night. I think Javier's a little offended. Yeah? These guys coming in, they don't even have a proper circus tent. I mean, her lion, I don't know, how, does, it, does it look like it's malnourished? Or is it looking all right? Do you want to give me a perception check? Uh, sure thing. Or a nature check, perhaps, or beast handling. If that, I think beast handling is that a oh, uh, a nature check would be a twenty-three. 
A 23, yeah. Or perception 25. You can see that there might be a bit of paint on the animal to disguise the malnourishedness of this creature, which you can tell by looking at it, like, it is struggling. It looks quite exhausted and tired, clearly not very well looked after. And after the stories you've heard about the Celestial Menagerie and how they treat people, you can imagine what this lion's been through. Poor thing. Mm. What are you thinking, Kale? What do you see? Uh, I believe the sentence he finished last session was with was, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you have a history with some of these people. You know that Victor and... Uh, Danica are considered maybe the left and right hand of Mistress Dustlike. So these people kept some some of the people uh, some of the circus folk within the Celestial Menagerie in line with how Dustlike likes things to be run. Yuri. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why are they here? Yuri, what's going through your mind? You see Jellico Bounce Bounce this horrible, horrible clown that tormented you. Uri inside is seething with anger. Uh, It might not make it to the surface, but these particular people caused him a lot of torment and, and he's not happy about seeing any of them again, most of all here where there's been all of this stuff happen already and we haven't taken care of Miron's uh, funeral as well when you see Jellico bounce bounce some of the scars on your shoulder start to you know spike up and remembering pain mm-hmm. how, f- how far away are they from us um okay if let's go to this map to have a look you guys are all on the map one. I've got you on the big top map. Oh, the map of Aberton, should I say? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, if you're you're kind of standing where I've put Havayer and Yuri... Oh, let me just move the Golden Lords Church symbol there. And if I move them down the street, they're probably about maybe here. So maybe, maybe 100 feet, maybe 150 feet away. Like, them yelling is loud. You would not be surprised if they use some sort of spell to make their voice project out even further than uh, it would do naturally. Um, Yuri. Yes, mate. Do do you know these people, do you? All three of them, mate. They seem... Well, I mean, just look at the lion. They don't seem like they treat their animals very well. How can their circus performance be better than ours? It's not. It's a bunch of assholes is all. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Hmm. Yeah, Bunny's Bunny's standing close to you, Yuri. Like he he, he actually puts his hand on your shoulder and just goes, uh, "Easy, easy, mate." Like mm. I'm aware of. I witness the history between you and he ducks his head around the side of his massive frame and looks at Kale and goes, "Oh, your history with them, Kale." Like we just we just got to be careful and diplomatic. Diplomatic, you say? Mm, diplomatic, yes. Uh, turn, uh, Kale turns and walks towards the the crowd and the Dusklight performers. Oh, fuck. I'm gonna chase him. Uh, uh, Alright, everyone's in suit. And yeah, you guys start walking up and you can hear, Ooh, ha, and, hey! 
claps and stuff like that from inside the crowd is, and you see fire expel out upwards. You can hear the roar of the lion, people laughing and giggling and cheering them on. It's probably a crowd about 20 people. Uri's got his axe in his hand as his way. In his hand, by the way, while he's walking through here. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's not fucking around with this. Uh, when you get probably about, uh, for about 20 feet away, you hear a voice from inside. You hear Danica go, Oh, look, it's them, the sad, sad circus folk. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. And you can just hear from the middle them crying. I- excuse me, madame, please. Uh, since she singled this out, uh, while while uh, Javier is speaking, uh, Javier, you speak first. But around us, well, the crowd almost opens up, so it's like you and them, twenty feet, maybe thirty feet, forty feet, in fact, apart, and the townsfolk are watching. Madame, I, I ask you but one question: Did you come and see our performance last night? <laughs> oh, did they think we saw their performance? Did they? <laughs> And they all just start laughing and pointing. It's like, oh, no, oh, no. I'm surprised you're even charged for that. From everything that I've heard, that it was just a horrible night. The Featherful Five falling? Ha! <laughs> oh, that wouldn't have happened if they were still under the care of Mistress Dustlight. And some of the crowd are starting to laugh a little bit. Kale's going to summon his dancing lights and have them start circling the three of us and then, like, walk forwards with just, like, all this gusto. Just be like, who came and saw... Our performance last night, ladies and gentlemen. People are clapping, going, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It's like, oh, yeah, your performance. Obviously, the circus is doing well if they have to get the cook <laughs> out of common slave. Mm. Pointing at um, pointing at Yuri oh to go God. on stage for them. Clearly, they don't have the same robust as we do. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I must apologize. I must apologize that you're in the air, breathing the same air as these circus folk. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. We, we, we would, of course, we have nowhere near as much robust as, as you lot, of course. <laughs> and, and, and certainly, we don't have the robustness to uh, recruit the uh, child-touching clown. Jellico, I see you're still dressing like a serial killer these days. Jellico is just smiling. Just like grinning, just like juggling knives. Yes, watch out, ladies and gentlemen. Jellico here touches children. I'd be careful of that man, the knuckler of Belkson. Ooh! You know, you I mean, you shared your town with this horrid man. Have you even informed them of your background? How we had to chain you up because of your misdoings? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd stay away from that orc. He's a savage. Uru's still walking forwards, by the way. And you see a couple of the townsfolk move out the way. Hey, nobody badmouths the knucklehead of Belkson but me. <laughs> All right. Yes. And... And who exactly are you? And he, the, he, she points over towards you, Javier. Who, who are you? I don't even know your face. No one of consequence. Yet. <laughs> clearly. Very clearly. I'm just mage hand and try and drop the clown's pants. <laughs> Alright, can you do a sleight of hand for that? A thievery? A thievery? Uh, yeah, sorry, thievery check for me, please. Where's my thievery at? Oh, that's good. A 12. A 12? It's not enough. You presume his pants are so high, it's probably sitting above that massive purple spiked belt he's got around his waist. And they and like they both start laughing. He's like, oh, we heard about your misfortune as well. Did you know that 
The ringmaster, Miron, couldn't even be bothered to be at the performance. You were there, ladies and gentlemen, pointing at the lady, ladies and gentlemen and the children around there. You say, did you see Miron? Did you see the ringmaster? <laughs> he couldn't even bother to turn up. Uh, that's a lie. He was there. He was just dead. Oh, <laughs> so he offed himself before he could see the performance. Ah, oh, clearly it wasn't worth it. Yuri has gotten to within uh, 10 feet or so of uh, Danica. You you walk forwards 10 feet? Yeah, he's standing within 10 feet of her. And he's just going to growl in a low voice. Uh, probably not loud enough for anyone but him and her and maybe the other three, the other two to hear. He's going to say, I'm going to ask you once to get a fuck out of this town and never come near me or our circus ever again. Give me an intimidation check. That's a seven on the dice with a plus zero. Plus zero. You got no intimidation? Ooh. She kind of laughs in your face. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? He's threatening us. All this savage orc can do is threaten us. That wasn't a threat. I'll tell you this, fans. There's only one way that we can deal with this issue. Right, friends? Right? And they're, like, riling up the crowd at this point. It's like, well... And just there's, like, a dramatic turnaround towards you. We challenge you to a duel of performing acts. None of this savagery beating up and cutting that you're used to, orc. A fair one-on-one performance showdown. And some of you, performance-wise, being around tents and stuff, you know that this is, like, the equivalent of that that scene in Western movies where, the, where, like, the two, the hero and the villain, stand in the street and, like, hand, have the hands, like, the, show, the gunning showdown with, like, hands on their hips, and it's, like, almost like a dance-off, but it's a performance-off. So, what say you? I'll take... She's pointing around and goes, hmm, I'm interested to see what you can do, sir, and she points towards Javier. If I thought that you had any modicum of skill at all... Maybe, maybe I would perform with you. Oh, he's chicken, you hear that? And all three of them start pretending to be chickens, like clucking around, pecking at the floor. Your words mean nothing to me. Oh, that's fine. It's just, clearly you just don't want to be outmatched by me. Clearly, I just don't want to stoop to your level. Actually, I want to kill you. Oh, you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? She takes like a few steps back, pointing at him. It's like, the savage, even a fair fight. And a non-violent fight he won't even get himself concerned with. What say you? What about you and your old friend Jellico? Look, mate, I just killed, like, fucking 15 demons in like, inside that fucking church there. I've had it up to fucking here with all this bullshit of your fucking, oh, I'm going to come and, like, steal all your circus bullshit or whatever you're trying to do. Jellico, you can go and fuck off back to whatever asylum you escaped from, mate, because clearly you don't belong in around anyone, let alone children. Especially children. If uh, uh, what Kale says is to be trusted. So, look, again, fuck off or... Right now, I'm going to kill you. I need everyone to do a perception check. 13. 13. Uh, dirty 20. 24. Dirty 20, 24. Okay, all three of you notice the feeling of the crowd has changed. After this big speech with Yuri being quite threatening, you see the whole crowd is, like, talking and murmuring. 
Like, they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't know. They're, they're a bit, like, anxious now, seeing that this is now becoming quite a heated thing. Like, they're talking about, it's like, is, is, is this what the circus is really like? So maybe we shouldn't go there anymore. Like, they're, clearly they're, they're not very nice people. And you see that the three performers from the Celestial Menagerie are all like, oh, oh, you see that? That's the savagery we're talking about. They aren't professionals like us. They can't come forwards with a decent way of figuring out a performance. And they can't even come out and be nice or generous or even behave like real creatures. They are just fiends. Scar them from your town. They do not deserve to be here. They do not deserve any of your coin, at least. And you can see that the crowd's starting to start agreeing with them, like, murmuring with each other. Let me say one thing. If you let this circus into your town, you'll get more trouble than what you've already had. And from what I hear, you've had quite a bit of it. Re the wasps or whatever you've got in the fucking granary and... You know, all these demons. Who the fuck has demons in their churches? Like, what what kind of things are you worshipping if you've got demons propping up in your church? And then you want to bring these clowns, literal clowns. Look at this idiot. He's got knives. What clown carries knives around with him just in the public? And he's got that disgusting makeup on. He looks like a serial killer. And he touches children. <clears throat> Eerie. We don't insult the uh, the townsfolk. Well, maybe they can sort their own fucking problems out. If this is the gratitude that we're greeted with, then maybe they don't deserve our, our fucking stuff, do they? We can fuck off to another town you hear that? and they can deal with their own fucking problems. You hear that, Get their granary to dry up and all their water to dry up and then they'll fucking die because they won't have any fucking food, will they? But if we fucking stay here, we might be able to actually do something about their problems because we kill those fucking demons in their church. We might be able to actually fix up this fucking town. But they're so such ingrates that Yuri, they're willing Yuri, to... Yuri, Oh, mate, mate. Bunny's like got his hand on your shoulder like... One more word out of that bitch's mouth and I'm going to kill her. If you're doing this for gratitude, then I feel like you're doing it for the wrong reasons. We do this to help people, not for their gratitude. Yes, Savage, listen to your tamer. Is that part of your trick? Is he your beast? I'm going to attack her. I'm going to attack her. I'm going to attack her. She spoke. I'm going to attack her. <laughs> oh my god, you tackle her. Holy shit. All right. Attack her. Not, not tackle her. Attack her with my axe. Attack. Oh, all right. Fuck. All right. All right. All right. Let's, uh. Oh, boy. Let's roll for initiative then. Oh, my God. I'm not going to roll. I'm just going to take. Go last. I'm just going to go last. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> my God. You know when you feel like you prepare for everything? What, you didn't prepare for us to attack these incredibly obnoxious, terrible people? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't hate the player, I hate the game. <laughs> All right, let's go with... All right, Yuri, what'd you get? 21. 21. All right, Javier, you're going last. Yep. What did you get, Kale? A22. Ooh. All right. So we're going to have to do theatre of the mind for this. I'm very excited, but I will give you the base layout of what you see in front of you once I write down. So, first things first. You are surrounded by townsfolk. Like the townsfolk have encircled you guys now. You have like a 30-foot circle around you. You have those three on the opposite side to you. Uh, Yuri is right up in like right up against where um, 
Dan- Danica is because he got in her face. She kind of backed off a bit and then came back. Um, the other two are on her left and right hand side. All right, and first round. Kale, you're up. What are you doing? I'm going to, uh, well, I thought it was a performance off, so I'm going to start juggling. <laughs> and, uh, Kale's going to, uh, he's going to conjure some fire in his hands and then lazily mm. attempt to juggle it, but not actually trying to juggle and then accidentally like fumble it. So the fire like shoots out of his hands and into the clown. Oh, wow. Okay. Go for it. Make me an attack. He's like, look, ladies and gents. Look, hey, ho, hey, oh, oh, oh. And then just like, so he's attacking the clown. Okay. Well, give me a performance check. A 14. All right. All right. Fantastic. And then they are a 22 to hit Jellico. Um, that hits. For seven fire damage. Ooh, seven. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Kitty Fondler. It's an accident. <laughs> you can see that he's like patting down some of his shirt and just menacing at you. All right, Yuri, you're tackling her. Uh, I was more thinking like a, a striking with the butt of the uh, axe across the face as I'm like barreling towards her. Jesus, all right, let's do this. So because I used my deception, she's flat-footed uh, against me because I have a surprise attack. Um, so we'll roll a great axe attack. Ooh, that's a 19 to hit. A 19 hits. Ooh, let's do it. Um, D12 and a D6. Poya. D12 plus 3 is 10, uh, 16 damage. And you're trying to do non-lethal damage to her? Like you're trying to like knock her out? Or are you trying to... I'm not trying to kill her. But uh, if it kills her, then... Well, if you specify that you're doing non-lethal damage, then the idea is like you're trying to knock them out, not reduce them to bleeding, if that makes sense. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. And you do 16? Yeah. Okay. Cool, yeah. So, yeah, you bring down your... You bring your axe across and you, like, smack with the butt of it. Yeah. Butt of your axe, straight in her face. She grabs her face and goes, Oh, can you see what they're like? Can you see? And, uh, sorry, as he's done that, uh, he's just going to say... Um, the way you treat all of the people in your circus is about the least of your worries, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, you've more action. Sorry, my apology. And then he's going to shield. Okay, no worries. Um, it is now Volcano's turn. Victor throws back some of the liquid he has in the pot and swirls around in his face, points it towards you guys, and just breathes fire in your direction. Um... I need... Ooh, it probably will only hit Yuri because the other two were like a little further back. So, Yuri, I need you to do a... Ooh, actually, no, I'm I'm rolling that. It's not like... Yeah, give me... Yes, yeah, so actually, no, I need a basic... I need a reflex save, please, from you. A reflex save. You will get one in a second. Thank you. Yeah, 10 plus... Ooh, nine, 19. The reflex save. A 19. All right. Yeah, you managed to dodge out of the way of the flames as they just pass over the head of you. And he stands up and he pulls out a baton. Like, he's already got one baton that he's been, like, spitting fire out of, uh, through. And he grabs out a second one and lights the other one on fire and starts juggling them and looking very menacingly towards you. Uh, it is now Jellico's turn. Jellico turns and looks at Yuri. Turns back 
towards Kale and decides to throw a dagger at each of you. So she puts her hands on her hips, pulls them out, twiddles them around inside his fingers and throws them both at you. First one going towards Kale. Uh, That is a complete miss. Flies off and... All right. For this combat, I'm going to accept 10 underneath. Mainly because the stakes are higher because you are surrounded by townsfolk. So, does a... Nine go less than ten of your AC, Yuri. Yes, it does. Oh shit! Let's confirm this critical fail. This is one-time special, just because of the circumstances. Because throwing a knife while you're surrounded by a crowd of townsfolk is probably a bad idea. Not the smartest thing in the world. Yeah. Okay, so he rolls an eighteen. So maybe it comes towards you. Manage to butt it out the way, so it doesn't actually hit anyone. Yep. Behind. Uh, the other one goes towards Kale. Oh, Kale. Does a nine go under your ten under? Uh, no. Okay. Jellico throws another one at you, and it just misses and hits, like, on the floor just behind you. And a couple of townsfolk go, <gasps> All right, it is uh, Danika's turn. She pulls out her whip, twirls it around, and then whips her lion yeah. The lion gives out a massive roar and charges towards uh, Yuri. It's going to try and do a bite, then a claw attack on you. Uh, does a an 18 hit? Nope. So the bite comes down. Message, maybe you like hold the mouth open and push it out the way. Coming afterwards is a claw attack. Uh, that's going to miss as well. That's another 19. Um, so you get, so you've got this beast, this lion coming at you, trying to bite you, scratch you, and you're holding it at bay and push it back. It is now uh, Bunny's turn. Bunny's like looking at what like Yuri's doing, looking at what Kale's doing. He starts to level his crossbow, and then he drops it and dive tackles the lion. Oh. Oh. And he gets it. He grapples this creature and is holding it on the floor. Funny. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've messed with demons. The lion's nothing. (laughs) Uh, Javier, it's your turn. Um, I was also going to jump on the lion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I will go over and try and help Bunny out, but without, without hurting the poor creature. Okay. So how would you like to assist? What are you aiming to do? If he's, like, crash-tackled to the ground, I want to, like, maybe, like, sweep its back legs out so it's in, like, a sitting position so he can maybe just, like, get his arms around it mm. and incapacitate it without, like, shoving it into the ground kind of thing. All right, all right. Um, give me... I think the best thing for that is probably an athletics check um, plus... And I'll give you plus two uh, just because, like, he's being grappled at the moment. So they're technically flat-footed. So I'm, I'll add that to your uh, athletics. So whatever your athletics is to try and manhandle this creature. Okay, uh... It's only a 13 total. A 13 is not enough. The back legs are kicking out too much. Maybe the tail is, like, just tickling you in the face. <laughs> and you just can't, aren't able to grab hold of this lion's back back of the lion. Um, you still got an action left. I might just try it again, maybe from the other side. Get around the other side where, where it, like, can't see me as well. Go for it. Uh, on the other side, you are stepping closer towards um, 
closer towards Danica, just so you're aware. You'll be technically flanked. That's fine. I'll just keep an eye out on her behind me, but yeah, if she's flanking me, that's fine. Okay. No worries. Oh, it's a 16. Do you still want me to add athletics? Yes. So 21 total. You manage to hook the legs under and get the line in a sitting position. Bunny, who's like got hold of the top half and has kind of got like a left arm over the top of the creature with its head like with the lion's head behind him. Because oh, over you. Hold it there, Bunny. I uh, I've got your back. Yep. All right. Start of round. Dos. Kale, you're straight up. All right. After Danica uh, threw a dagger at him, it's like whoa, whoa. What were you throwing those, you fucking psycho? You could have hurt someone. Jellico was, wasn't it? Don't matter. Yeah, Jellico. You said Jellico. I said Danica. Oh, is that? Sorry, was it? The... Jellico, Jellico the clown threw it at you. Oh, it was Jellico that threw them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, even better. Because <laughs> he was in the, all the comments you were saying, he was convinced to throw one at you. He was going to throw two at Yuri, but something about certain comments maybe upset him. I'm going to uh, use telekinetic yeet uh to grab telekinetic projectile to grab the the daggers that he threw at us Ooh, okay and sort of make a show of juggling them for the crowd it's like hey, hey, and then fumble them again and fumble his dagger back at him oh okay all right first of all give me a performance check uh a seven <laughs> a seven okay so it's 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 seen a bit more voliciously than maybe you intended it to be. Uh, a 24 to hit him. A 24 hits. Yeah, that hits. Just straight in the chest. Just whoo, give me that damage. Uh, seven piercing damage. Seven piercing damage. You like your sevens. Are you th- uh, you're only to be able to throw one of them with that, right? Yeah. Or yeah. you can make two attacks. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, pretty sure. That is a double action spell. It is. And then I'm going to uh, cast shield with the other hand. Fantastic. All right, Yuri. You've just hit... Danica in the face. Pity that poor lion. Didn't have Miron to look out for it. And he'll uh, keep on hitting Danica. Go for it. Uh, ooh, first one. Ooh, that's a four plus seven is 11. Probably not going to do it. 11 is not enough. Uh, ooh, attack again. YOLO. We, uh... So 14. 14 is a miss again. You go for two heavy hits. You throw in a third. Uh, no, gonna shield again. And then uh, possibly step to flank her. If yeah, you could you could um on one side. You could flank on like her. Uh, can I, I can't do a five foot step. No, you. I don't. I think you've used up all your actions. But if you wanted to flank her, you'd have to like yeah, step to worry. her left, which means you would be flanked by uh, Volcano. Yeah, no, that's where I am. Cool. All right. It is, in fact, Volcano's turn. Volcano is going to, with his two batons, he's going to start juggling them and, like, throwing them up in the air, left and right, all that kind of stuff. Walk over, and he's just going to place his baton on Bunny's back. Oh, oh, man. Try and burn him. They're going the right way for a smack bomb. Oh, but in the struggle with the lion, it manages to, like, butt it out the way, so then he, like tries to play it off as a trick successfully exciting the crowd and then tries with his other hand his left hand to do the same thing that is also a miss it is now Danika's turn 
uh, after deftly dodging your blows, she like steps behind her and grabs something from behind her. Like from behind her, she's got a stool. She's gonna make an attack against you. Okay. With the stool. Chat Yuri, she's touching you with her stool sample. <laughs> <laughs> May not be that funny. What is your fortitude, DC? Uh, is it save plus 10? Mm-hmm. 15. She comes in for an attack and you go to block it, but she's not going to hit you. She locks your axe in her stool and rotates it and flicks it out of your hands. All right. Disarming you. She then pushes the stool into your face. And you see it coming and manage to dodge out of the way. All right. It's now Bunny's turn. Bunny is going to try and maintain that grapple. Ooh, he does not. The lion actually, like, kicks him off and starts, like, growling towards him. And he manages to, like, scuttle backwards away from the lion and the fire that has been trying to burn his back. Uh, oh, I skipped Jellico's turn. Jellico, after taking that knife in the stomach, looks up at Kale and he's going to charge forwards, pulling out from his, like a satchel on his back, a bowling pin for an, to try and accost you with it. I love that word now. Thank you, Josh, for introducing me to that. And completely misses, goes for a second swipe. Completely misses. Just cannot land these bowling pin hits. Have a yeah. Where's the line facing in regards to where I am? Um, line is facing probably away from you. So you've got the tail end. Hmm. <clears throat> you're on the ta- you're on the tail end, and it's faced, and you are still facing your original direction, yeah. like towards yeah. them. It is now facing away from them because it got grappled. Um, and where did Yuri's axe go? Yuri's axe. Evens it went left, odds it went right. It went to the left, so it's in between... Uh, it's actually on the opposite side of Jellico, who is currently in melee combat with Yeah, Kale. so it's away from me. Mm-hmm. Probably about 15 feet away. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll just whip out my rapier then and try and double attack on... What's her name? Danica? Ooh, go for it. Lethal damage? Oh, yeah. Fuck this bitch. Oh, wow, okay. Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> Natty 20 on the first one. Nat. All right, let's confirm it. Okay. Um, 13 plus an amount. Is it plus my first attack bonus again? Yeah. Yes, it would be because you're still making it your first attack. Dirty 20 on that one then. A dirty, that is a confirmed crit. Nice. Give me that lethal damage. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Oof. Oh. Okay, so I get plus two damage from my precise strike. Mm. And I get um, 2d6 plus two, which is five plus two is seven. And then a d8 for the rapier, which is five. So that's 12 plus two for the precise strike, so 14 total. Ooh. She's not looking good. She's battered and bruised from the front, from the back end of a battle axe, which he managed to throw off Yuri. You then puncture her with your rapier in a swift blow, and, it, and as soon as you pull it out, you see blood like follow your blade, and she just grabs the wound. You hear the crowd around you go, <gasps> all shocked. The second attack was only a 12. I'm guessing that misses. That is a miss. You go for a second strike, and she knows where you're coming from now. 
Um, but I will use my third action to kind of like, while I'm attacking her, just spin and dance around her to end up on the opposite side. Ooh, I like that. All right, you are now within five feet of Yuri's weapon. Cool. And uh, so you're face if you're facing her, so you're now you're now north yeah. of her, mm-hmm. and to your east you have five feet, and then you've got. You've then got Jellico, who is then accosting Kale. Mm-hmm. And then to your back is where uh, Yuri's weapon is. Cool. Yep. All right. Top of the round, Kale. You are face to face with Jellico, the lovely family clown. What'd you do? Oh, you need to put a picture of him on socials. Don't you worry. Everyone's going to see what Jellico looks like. He's just genuinely terrifying. I'm going to throw that picture up again because. I'm honestly a fan. As soon, I think in, I think it's either the first or second page that they actually show it in the book. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, whoa, like yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home. If you get on our social media on our Facebook and Instagram, you'll be able to see this beautiful, beautiful specimen of Norwegian clown metal. <laughs> I think it's the only way to describe it, like his makeup is that. Anyway, apologies. It's like the Mad Hatter crossed with black metal. Anyway. It's basically just like kiss makeup, but like psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it... Oh, God, there's like blood in his in his teeth. Oh, my God. How does yeah. anyone let him in yeah. the circus? Anyway, that's our point. Kale. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Kale's going to take a step back. Mm. I, too, have an interesting outfit. I've been working on Jellico. And he, like, cocks his head <laughs> a little bit towards you. Baby toucher. He's going to re- reach into his, his uh, pouch. And pull out a, a little vial of a little liquid that a traveling alchemist named Kor taught him back in Absalom and down it. And his pupils begin to uh, turn into draconic slits and his what? limbs become wiry and elongated and grow golden scales. Dude. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then uh, he's going to proceed to... Uh, just going to proceed to juggle. He's going to whip, whip out a little bit of fire. The dagger of Jellicoe's he's still got and continue juggling. He's like... You know juggle better than Kale Clown <laughs> Clown person and then like lob a, a dagger at uh, Jellico. Not even pretending to juggle it anymore. He's just like just maliciously lobs the the dagger at him. Alright, go for it. So you took a five foot step back and then did that? Uh no, that was just I was just uh didn't actually step back. Okay. Um I wouldn't have had the action to do it. 24 to hit. All right. Yeah, that hits. Uh, six piercing damage. Ooh. Yeah, he is riddled with holes at this point. You see that his white blouse that he's wearing is starting to look a little bit grubbier, a little bit more bloodier than it did before. Uh-oh! Sorry! Yuri? All right. Uri sees Javier with the rapier and he's like, all right, guess it's time to actually kill this bitch. Uh, and as a free action, because as I can do that, he's going to draw mm. Knuckle Dagger yep. out of his... Uh, Your orcish Knuckle Dagger. Yep. Uh, basically like a, a brass knuckles or something, but with a dagger instead of like just a flat end. Mm. Uh, and we'll, first of all... Uh, Take a leaping tumble roll to uh, the side mm. of her to uh, 
take her off guard. So do you want do you want to end up on the other side of her, or do you want to end up between her and the lion? Uh, between her and Javier, actually. Sorry. Um. Actually, no. Technically, you could only either go like like a step to the left, or a jump, or to you right. tumble through her and get onto her opposite side because Javier is taking up her left side. Oh no, Javier's on the right side. Sorry, you can be on the left side. My apologies. It's alright. Yeah. If I go onto the left side, would I be flanking? You'll be you will be flanked by the lion and her, and she will be flanked by you and Javier. That's fine. So I guess it's a double double flat-footed situation there. Well, we're gonna do it anyway. Hoi ha! All right. So what's her reflex DC? Because uh, her reflex DC. I rolled and twenty-four. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, nice. twenty-four is more than enough for you to. How do you do this? Do you like just like pirouette move like you just, or are you just grunting through to the area? No, it's just literally just like a, a leaping roll. Ooh. Uh, and then the, the as he comes up, dagger. Do you want to throw me a performance check just before you make that attack? Performance check as well. Yeah. Remember, you do have an audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you like a? Well, it's a natural one, Ooh. and my performance is zero. Ooh, yeah. It's it looks like I'm like this. It doesn't mean you fail. It just means, like, these roles that I'm getting for performance checks with certain things... It, it looks malicious. Exactly. It's yeah. more malicious or more playful. And at the moment, this fight is looking very, very deadly. Yeah. yeah. It wanted to be a 13, but then tipped over to a 1. That's fine. Uh, but we'll make that attack anyway. Yep. Oh, it wanted to be a 20, it did. But instead, it rolled to a 19. That's that's still Kept a hit. on rolling. It was like... It's like, it's like stopped and then hit the mouse and then kept on rolling. Mm. Uh, so 19 on the dice, that's a 26 to hit. That's Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, we'll do 2d6 damage. Hey, that's plus 3 is 13 damage. Ooh. You do this roll massively aggressive, not even trying to hide the fact you're trying to do harm with this punch dagger in your hand. You just bring up this blow straight in her throat and rip it out. Blood gushes out of her throat. She just grabs it and pointing. And like even pointing out towards the crowd, showing off the wound, pointing at it, looking terrified, points towards you. Oh, just... And just collapses to the ground, dead. And then I'll battle medicine. She's dead. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> can't, okay, do, can't put a bandage on that. Get wrecked, idiot. We done a public murder. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, yeah, she's lying on the ground. Well, she's not dead. She is technically bleeding out. Well, I was going to. What what what? Uwe was going to do was uh, uh, injure her until she was unconscious, and then uh, patch her up so she doesn't actually die and learns from her mistakes and fucks off out of here, basically. I think it's going to be a you learning from your mistakes type deal now. <laughs> but Uri just wants to kill Jellico. That's all Uri wants to do. Okay. Well, she will be doing she will be doing saving throws on her. Well, I still have an action. I can do battle medicine. I mean, you can, I mean, if you want to heal her, you can. We'll stabilize her. Okay. I don't want to heal her. All right. So what's that, a DC 15 to stabilize? Some medicine, yeah. Uh, which... That was a dirty 20. Yeah. Wait, what's my, I think my medicine is six. Yeah, dirty 20. Okay, yeah, so as soon as she starts pointing at you, and she's like, she's got like 
looking around. She's pointing at you, and you're, like, moving her hand out the way to kind of get to the wound and start patching up her neck to stabilize. And you see the lights fading from her eyes as she just kind of, like, it kind of goes blind. But you do stabilize her. You stop her from bleeding out. So she's not going to die. She's just grievously wounded. Oh. Yeah, like an idiot. It's Volcano's turn. Volcano turns to see her go down. Turns and looks at the crowd. You see what these folks do. They come through. They terrorize. This is why this creature... And he's pointing at you. Pointing at This is why this creature had to be caged. He is a menace. A savage. You should not let anyone near this person. Pointing and prodding in your direction. Maybe it's because you caged me why I'm doing this, you prick. Exactly. This is your nature. Yes. Exactly. A prodded beast cannot reform itself. See what they do to you. See what they will do to you. Lock your doors at night. Keep Jellico away from you. That's good advice. And just start shouting and accosting the crowd. He's gonna... He's going to try and intimidate the crowd. Doesn't do all that well. The crowd is, I think, more stunned about, like, what's going on to actually take notice of what he's saying. They're more, like, engaged in the fight itself rather than what is being said at this point. Because a lot of them are just looking down at the body and no one seems to be looking at him or giving him any attention because they're just watching you patch up this lady. All right. Danica's turn. She's classified as wounded, one, at this point because she's no longer dying one, she's now wounded one. Um, it is now Bunny's turn. Bunny stands up. Goes, well, you started this. Like, why are you even here? And he starts arcing up towards uh, Volcano. Like, you're talking like Vol- uh, Volcano's maybe like five foot eight, and Bunny's like five foot tall. And he starts trying to see what he's doing with the crowd, and he starts reacting, going, you came here looking for a fight. You know, like... Why would you come here? You know we're p- putting out performances here. You're meant to be in Eskadar. Why are you coming here to keep tabs on us? The fuck are you doing? Get out of here. You started this. You know what you did to these people. Think of what think of what Yuri went through. Yuri is patching up one of the people that tortured him. Jellico, at night, chained him up and threw knives at him to practice. Would you, how, how else do you think he would react to that? And shouting at that, and we're going to see... Oh, natural one. Oh, no. The crowd starts booing you guys. Like, boo, boo, get out of here. Yeah, we don't want this trouble in our town. And they start shouting at you. Oh, whew. Have I yet? I'm going to turn to Bunny. Put my hand up. Bunny, stop. I'll turn around to, uh, to Volcano. Like, please. There's no need for this. And I'll sheathe my, my rapier. And go over to where Bunny is and just kind of grab his arm, start pulling him away a little bit. All right. He disengages from the vocal battle and starts heading over to help out Yuri to make sure she's okay. Uh, Kale, do you intend to do an aggressive action? Kale heard the jab about uh, Jellico throwing knives at Yuri, which he wasn't aware of until this point, and he's just seething with rage and he's... Smooth current, smooth, currently smooth brain turns back to Jellico. <laughs> you hurt my knucklehead! <laughs> and <he> lunges at him <laughs> with another uh, produced flame. Go for it. Uh, 17 to hit. On the money. 
seven damage again. It's really loving the seven. This is really consistent. You know, I'll give I give you I give you points for being consistent. There you go. Well done. All right. Anything else with your third action? Uh, cast shield. Okay, fantastic. It is Yuri's turn. You've patched up this lady. You have patched up Danica, who was bleeding out because she shoved an, a uh, a dagger through her throat and somehow managed to <laughs> make sure the wound has enough pressure. Because she fucking deserved it. Bunny comes over to look after, help you look after her. What do you want to do? All right. Uriel, look at Bunny. You're like, you go, mate. Yeah, no, I can, I can look after. Yeah, fuck, we we fucked up. Good, fucked. He's like starting to swear, and he's just like making sure there's pressure in the right points to make sure that the blood's like staying in place to a clot and stuff, holding the wound. Uriel, stand up. Uh, hmm. He's gonna look at look at Victor mm. and say, "Danik is not dead. You don't have to be either. Jellico, however." I've got a mail to settle with. And Uru will start walking over to Jellico. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let me just... I want to do this just to see. Uh, I'm saying now, so 10 to 20 is lethal. 1 to 9. Oh, sorry, 11 to 20 and 1 to 10 is... Okay, so non-lethal. Non-lethal. So you're trying to hurt them non-lethally at this point. Yeah. Um, but there is no, uh, the rage is not hidden. There is no, uh, mask on Uri's face. He's very clearly livid Mm. with anger. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, that's a 25 to hit. That is a hit. Uh. So I presume you've taken your... Knuckle dagger and maybe swapped it around so the blade is like running down like your wrist and it's more of a brass knuckles at this point. Brass knuckles, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and we'll roll a to six. Oh, that's a six, so it's nine damage. You knock him out, just straight in the back of the head and just drops like a bag of flour, just hits the ground. Who's gonna look down and say, You lucky I didn't kill you, you prick? Turn around. And uh, start walking back to the big top. Ooh! If the if no if the combat's kind of like ceased at that moment, uh, give give us a sec because it's Volcano's turn. Oh, okay, yeah, it depends on what Volcano does. So Volcano puts out his arms. It's like you see, this is what they do. They come through. They terrorize. You do not want these people here. Send them away. These are evil people. <laughs> they left. <laughs> Kale's gonna walk up beside him while he's giving this this monologue and pick up Jellico by the hair and, and just like dangle him around like a marionette and say, "Why cannibal not like taste of clown?" What? And like just take a big bite out of his cheek and just like rip the flesh off with his like sharpened oh, 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 teeth. Because like, oh, no. they taste funny. What and then just throw him down fuck? and walk off after you. What? Hello. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. He's bite into the flesh on his cheek, on his face, and just rip it out. And Are you just... trying to do it as some sort of performance or just straight up? Yeah, well, he's trying to get a laugh, but his smooth brain doesn't All right, know. Well, give me a performance oh. check. Oh, my God. Smooth brain, what Kale. What the fuck? Well, you got a 19. Oh, oh 19. Well, a people laugh that maybe this town's into black humor. <laughs> oh, I'll erase God. one of the points that have been amassing over this time. <laughs> 
And you get turned around and just like run. He's gonna activate uh, this. The the Dracard mutagen has a thing called Long Stride that uh, it ceases the mutagen's effect, so he starts transforming back. But he gets to stride. Twi he gets to move at double speed for a brief moment and just like sprint after you. He's like, <laughs> Have a yeah, You're the only one left. You you and Bunny, in fact, are the only ones left. Danica's lying on the floor with this wound that he's holding on. That Bunny's holding on to. Jellico bounce, bounce. He is lying on the floor with a gash out of the side of his mouth, somewhat bleeding, but like not in a game term bleeding out, just a fresh wound. And Victor Volcano is like amping up the crowd to be against you. What, what's the, the malnourished lion doing at this point? It's kind of, you can either give me a circus law mm. or you can give me a perception check. Uh, 14. Because you're trying to see, recognize 14. It's looking for an escape. It's looking for an escape. Okay. Like it's looking for a hole in the crowd that it can jump or run out of. And that's the best way to describe it. Um, would I have any rations on me? I mean, you tell me. Do you go out with snacks? Do you leave the circus with snacks? Probably not. Actually, uh, well, you might have some of you, you might have some of Duke's treats. Yeah, I'll have some <laughs> some treats. Some for discarded Duke. rubbish, maybe a couple of tin cans. <laughs> Maybe not not anything that this lion would enjoy. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll just make my way to the nearest part of the crowd and be like, make way, please, please, move out of the way. The crowd doesn't move for you. They're standing there like daggers almost in their eyes, staring at you. I'm going to put my hands up and be like, what did I do? You, you killed her. Look at her. I did nothing of the sort. I tried to stop the violence. Or are you all as witless as the, the other people say you are? No, my behaviour doesn't come into it. You you heard what they said. We all heard it. You guys are basically criminals. Yes, and why do you think they were saying that? They're our competition. Of course they're going to say slanderous things about us. Use your head, man. You killed someone on the street. Give me a diplomacy or persuasion diplomacy. Javier tried to gaslight the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, diplomacy, I got a 23. <laughs> oh my god. They start looking around. And like looking at each other. What do you mean? We just saved your church from demons. They came across and trying to undermine us at every turn. They're trying to take down our circus because they're jealous of our acts. Why do you think they taunted and provoked and said slanderous things about us while we were just simply walking through town? Bunny, who's lying on the ground, just like holding this wound like on the neck and is like, Yeah, we, we weren't looking for a fight. We were just going to, you know, just head back to our top tent. But... Yeah, top, top ten. But then, yeah, they started coming out and shouting at us. You know, like, what's, like, what, what we were meant to do. This guy, and he points over at, um, Jellico, who's, like, collapsed on the floor. So he used to, uh, I had to patch up the wounds that he'd, he'd give Yuri. You see the scars on his shoulders? You, you, those of you who came to our performance, you saw, shirt was off, all those scars that he had. Some of them are from Jellico. So that's a plus two to your persuasion roll. Am I making a persuasion roll now? Mm-hmm. Uh, plus two. Where is persuasion? Uh, sorry, not persuasion. Uh, diplomacy. Diplomacy. Oh, well, oh yeah, plus diplomacy. Two, sorry, two sorry. Am I rolling a second time? Am I? Yes. Or? Okay. Uh, that one is only fifteen. Okay. The crowd seems to relax a little bit now. Still, kind of like amped up after what they saw. Victor pipes up. He turns around. You saw that they were happy to fight on the street. 
Yes, we may have said some things, but they were jokes. You know they were jokes. Making fun, taking the laugh. They used to be part of our circus. It's a friendly rivalry. But they took it too far. They're the ones that took it too far. Yes, torture is quite friendly, isn't it? It's not torture. You see, he kind of, like, struggles to get those words out of his mouth. Yes. What we do is encouragement, to say least. Stabbing my friend, malnourishing your lions, hurting all of your performers in every way isn't torture at all. Yes, I fully agree with you, you dolt. Now, you can... I turn back to the crowd. You can see he's still trying to rile us up. You can see he's still trying to get a rise. All we want to do is get back to our circus performance and, and put on the best show for you, the townsfolk, that we can. Now, please, if you would let us pass... We can treat to this poor lion here, make sure it's fed and nourished, and we'll be on our way. The crowd does part. Parts out the way, and you see the lion just get up to start moving out of the entranceway that they've opened up for him. A couple of the townsfolk, the villagers, move out the way of this lion. I'd like to walk off to the side and slightly in front of it, but, like, following where it's going to go. Uh, it notices you, like, getting up behind it, like, and it's... I don't want to be behind it. I want to distinctly be in front of it. Yeah. So it doesn't look like I'm following it, but I want to, like, if it turns to the right, I'll just hurry to the right so I'm still in front of it kind of thing. Okay. Are you, like... Are you facing the creature? I'm trying to imagine. Are you facing the creature, like, putting your hands out, or are you literally back to it, walking Just want to be side-on to it and just, like, walking alongside it. Just, like, not threatening, not looking towards it. Like, no expectations of this. Of this. So the line goes for the exit, and as soon as the line notices that you've gotten close, it, like, recoils and just hides, like, a little bit and, like, ducks back towards the circle. And kind of, like, you hear, like, a kind of growl coming from its throat. That's fine. I'll, I'll keep my distance then. I'll keep walking away and give it room to move out. And, yeah, as you leave the entranceway that they've made for you, like, the little part uh, in the crowd, the line kind of creeps out and kind of, like, looks... T- very timidly, like to the left, to the right, to the crowd, and then looks towards you. I was going to say, if it looks towards me, I'll just kneel down and put my hand out. Give me a nature check. I do have the train animal feet as well, or action. Oh, yeah, it's a feat. Okay. Yeah, go for it. I mean, that that's something that takes a long time to do. But is that pachydermy? No, that's right. Yeah, give me the trained. What's your trained animal feet? Tell me what it does. I'll, I'll just read it out. So it says you can spend time teaching animals to do specific things like basic action. Um, not critical thinking type stuff, but just basic actions that takes a, around a week for it to do. But just uh, the idea is you're trying to use this. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Give me a nature check. Yeah, and okay. Oh, oh, 17 plus five, 22. It kind of moves towards your hand looking, I guess, like sniffing at your hand and then like sniffs at your belt and stuff looking for food. It seems a little bit more comfortable with you now. Yeah, I'll just gently... And the crowd sees this. The crowd sees you, like, ask for an exit for this creature, and, yeah, it starts wandering out and then sees you put down a hand and they notice that the creature trusts you. And they're still, like, like some of them are looking back, like, we should hand him in. We should get him. It's like, well, there's no sheriff at the moment. We can't hand them into any. Maybe the muggers will take him. It's like, well, what will the muggers do? The muggers will probably just use them. And then you hear somebody else in the crowd going, like, the animal, fine with it. Well, they did put on a good performance, and they're here, and they did help out in that thing. So it's like a murmuring the crowd. It's almost like 50-50 how they feel about you at this point. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll just gently, very gently pat the lion, and then very slowly 
move up and start walking back towards the big top. And the line follows. And I think we'll end it there. <sighs> Ooh. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Yuri. That was... <laughs> Oh my god, that what was intense. What did you expect was going to happen, is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I didn't expect murder on the street. I mean, I should have. I like, that's a slap on the wrist for me. 